0: Welcome to the Forbes India Cover Story podcast series in association with com. My name is Abhishek and this is a special issue, Forbes India Turns 5. This cover story is a package of essays written by prominent business leaders, management gurus and economists, not just from India but from abroad as well. And fortunately, this issue hits the stands the day the big results of the general elections will be announced. And so the theme around which each of these guest authors were invited to write about was prescriptions for the new government and joining me to talk about this package is Saurav Mazumdar, managing editor at Forbes India. Hi Saurav, it's nice to have you on the call.
1: Hi Abhishek, how are you?
0: Very well, thank you and congratulations to your entire team on the fifth anniversary.
1: Thank you, thank you so much.
0: Can you give us a glimpse of the discussions among your senior editors for shaping this issue?
1: The reader doesn't b- really bother about whether it's an anniversary or not. It's most of us, the publications, who think anniversaries are important. Whichever way it works, it's occasion enough to give something special for the reader of Forbes India. And then more so this time because we've completed five years in India. And we were just brainstorming. Then we s- realized that uh, the issue hits the stands on the 16th of May, the day the results of the general elections, perhaps the most awaited general elections or most watched and discussed general elections in a long, long time, would be out. Everybody sort of agreed immediately that, you know, it would have to be centered around some kind of an agenda setting for the next government. We thought it was good to get the top business leaders to come together and set out their agenda for the next government. And that's how this whole idea came to be being. And it was not easy because getting a lineup like the one we have got required some degree of coordination and follow up. I'm really glad that eventually it's all turned out very well and we have a good issue out on the 16th.
0: Can you talk us through a couple of stories that might give our listeners an essence of what to expect? Because this will be an uncharacteristically fat issue. There are a number of stories from eminent people like Kiran Mazumdarshan, NLN Kidway, Kumar Mangalum Birla, GM Rao. It's a pretty long list. So what can the listener expect when he picks
1: up this issue? Through this issue, we wanted to tell the readers what the best minds in the business and outside business, not just business. Uh, if there is a good spattering of economists and even uh, non-pure business leaders that way. So we wanted to give readers a taste of what they think should be the priorities which the new government should really look at, both economic and social. That's something we wanted to give to the readers. Of course, there are the other sections in the issue, which are about the best of uh, Forbes uh, stories of the last five years, some fantastic uh, pictures which we've taken, our photographers and our photo editor has selected and curated over the last five years. There is not just the agenda, but there's a lot more for the reader in this issue. So just to give you a little bit of a taste of what uh, the reader can expect, we have people like you rightly said, Adi Godrej and Kumar Birla, Baba Kalyani and Naina Kedwai and Das Gupta and Sanjay Baru. And the interesting part which the reader will also see, of course there are common threads of what they want, the common dream for every Indian, which every Indian has for India. But there are also a lot of interesting asides depending on which sector they come from. And what they would like the government to do for those sectors and how they can take those sectors forward. So I would think a reader will get a very interesting mix of not just the broad overarching agenda, but also the interesting sectoral agendas through these articles.
0: Right. And how did you sort of manage to ensure that the topic itself is prescriptions for the new government, which is a very opinionated subject? How do you ensure that they do not overlap?
1: That's a very good question. And that was exactly the challenge. There will be obvious agendas which any government or any citizen of India will expect the new government to do, like reduce inflation, like, you know, ensure better equality. But what is interesting through these articles is the ideation which comes in from each of these important people, how they want to get there. So that is where the variety comes. So there is a broad, common, overarching agenda and sectoral sub-agendas, but also very different ways in which they want the agendas to be achieved. So that's a very interesting aspect of this issue, I would
0: say. Let's take one of those threads then. You mentioned Mr. Baba Kalyani of Bharat Forge uh, a while back and gives an example of how it takes months and months of clearances to start a normal warehouse or a plant in India, whereas it took him just 45 days in East Germany. Now, right. do you think with a new government coming in and let me speculate that it will not be Congress for a moment because the results are still mm-hmm. not out. Do you think things will get better because surely they can't get any downhill, right? We are currently at 134 on the World Bank Index of ease of doing business, for instance.
1: That's right. Uh, Avichek, I will of course not get into who will be forming the government because no matter how much uh, journalists think they know, uh, <laughs> I don't want to have end up with egg on my face after 16th. I can uh, get get a, but it. one I'm, thing I, I can,
0: would,
1: I'm the yeah. <laughs> I can get away with it. <laughs> no, you're the guy asking the question, so you you have every right to ask the question. <laughs> so, but the point I'm saying next thing is that whatever result the ballot boxes throw up, uh, or in this case the EVM, um, E V machines throw up, it's definitely clear the average Indian is definitely yearning for change. That is one thing I've noticed even in my interactions with every segment of people. Now, one more thing I would definitely like to underscore in my several interactions with industrial leaders and top uh, businessmen, I'm also noticing the same eagerness for change. So it's one thing is clear, whichever government comes, people would definitely want and force it to act. For instance, goods and services tax which Mr. Godrej very eloquently talks about. If you bring in that one change quickly, I underscore the word quickly, if you bring in that one change quickly, you will add clearly one percentage point to growth right away. You will have much better growth prospects immediately with one or two key reforms. So I don't see any reason why these low-hanging fruit cannot be acted upon by the new government.
0: And not all of these changes are too difficult to implement. For instance, I read one essay by Rajam Anandan, who I believe is the head of Google India. Right. And he, he says something interesting. He says that we can never have a Facebook or a WhatsApp from India because our IT law under the current act he says, and I quote, that internet intermediaries are liable for content posted. So if a drunkard posts something on Facebook about the Indian government, Facebook is liable to get sued. Just a stroke of pen in the IT amendment, in the law, can make a whole big difference. And he is being quite reasonable.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Just loosening up some of these controls, loosening up some of these weird legal and legislative frameworks like the laws around land acquisition, which have become very, very unreasonable for industry. You might have arguments on both sides, but you need to really take a relook at some of these things and make them happen. You know, it's not a rocket science which everybody is waiting for. It's just right there for the picking. You know, inaction has led to it being delayed inordinately. So I I don't really see a a new government having to really strain and stretch to figure out what needs to be done. It's right there. The writing is on the wall. I don't see why people are not reading it.
0: It's an interesting time for India, isn't it? In the 1990s, we had reserves which could take us through another week, and and then in 2000 we reaped the benefits of liberalisation. Then the eight percent growth.
1: And now we are we are talking about a problem of plenty. But of course things are looking far far better than they were those days. But even so, India was on the threshold, if I may add. I've been a journalist long enough to know this, and all of us journalists have followed this. India was at the threshold of greatness on the global scale in terms of the economy, and we have just botched up that chance very very badly over the last ten years. Not so much 10 years as perhaps the last five years, I would say, or even more the last two or three years, even worse.
0: I sense that even you are pushing for a little bit of a change here, sort of.
1: As I said, everybody, everybody who's right thinking in terms of his understanding of economics and what needs to be done will be pushing for change. And by change, I do not mean necessarily a change on the political color of government. I mean change in the way we do things, in the way governance is addressed and in the way governance is carried out in India. I think that really needs to change, and I don't think there is any debate on that.
0: Well, on that note, uh, thanks a lot for your time, and it, it was great having you.
1: Thank you so much, Abhishek. Pleasure talking to you as always.
0: And also just to give a quick background sort of that you had mentioned in the beginning, there are a few other stories also and it circled around the fifth anniversary. So you have things like five years in frames. I believe those are the photographs and then there are...
1: Yes, yes. Like I said, there are several other points also so that it's not just a long set of (laughs) agenda-setting stories. (laughs) There is much, much more. We do believe that Forbes India is not just about just the boring business areas and
0: you should write a little bit more about cricket too sort of it's been a while since yeah. we've no it no course. we in, uh, no, it's, it's no but
1: we put virat Kohli on the cover we oh, put yeah, virat okay. Kohli on the cover of the do not forget that yeah, so, so and kidding, that yeah. that was a bold decision on our part at that point so we do believe a lot in cricket and entertainment and other areas and enjoyment of life and and a lot of other things. So what we have also for the reader, as I said, is also a very, very interesting package of the five things which weren't there, five new things which could have been there, five things which people have forgotten over the last five years. So around the theme of five...
0: Oh, you also have five things that changed in world sports. You also have a little bit of sports in there. My, my bad. Yes, uh, yes, we have, we, have a, <laughs>
1: <laughs> we have a lot of it. Don't worry, we, we will always put sports levels right up there. And also we do have a, our best uh, stories over the last five years and also a pick of our best covers. Some of our covers have been quite interesting and quite sometimes wacky, sometimes trend-setting.
0: And sometimes controversial,
1: too. Of course, that's part of the deal. So we've done all of that, and I think, therefore, it makes for a very, very wholesome and interesting package, and I really sincerely hope the readers like it and enjoy it as much as we enjoyed putting it together.
0: Yes, it hits the stands only in a couple of days, so please pick it up and leave your comments on ForbesIndia.com below this podcast and also go ahead and you can pick up the copy and tell us what you think about it. And to have someone call you from Forbes for a subscription, just message Forbes to 51818.